ones like yours inspire me to be brave don't hesitate it's what the imagination's for let's open that door and let's explode just me and you and the local who Hello, I hope you're having a fabulous Thursday, and welcome to The Local Who. I'm your host, Ruth Amundsen, and I'm stoked you're here. This is a podcast where we highlight the change makers of our communities, the people within our local areas doing super cool, big things, bettering their communities and the world at large. Uh, and this is just a little spot, a little space where we like to highlight them for those cool things that they're doing. If you're a regular listener of the only four episodes The Local Who's ever had, <laughs> then you will realize that we took a little bit of a break, and I am so sorry about that. Life, as it tends to do, got in the way and got a little hectic. Uh, it's the end of my semester, so school picked up. I had a lot of finals that I needed to start preparing for. I also just got through Holy Week. I work at a church, and for any of you that know church life very well, you know that Holy Week is kind of like our Super Bowl, so we kind of went through the ringer the past couple of weeks, Um, but we're coming out the other side. We're all going to be okay. Finals are over. Holy Week's over. Good things are coming. One of those good things happens to be this episode that I've actually had on hand for a few weeks now um, that I've been stoked to share with you guys. Back in February, I got the opportunity to go film a yoga workshop at the Arkansas Yoga Collective in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, It was really, really neat. I had been to yoga classes before, but never been to a yoga workshop or like a yoga teaching anything. It's, it's, like a yoga class and a conference and a lecture hall all mushed into one with really cool people and a lot of leggings. Um, it was a really good time. While I was there, I met this really amazing yogi, Sarah Sullivan, uh, who works for a business called Good Elephant. And I sat down with Sarah and we had a conversation about Good Elephant, what it is, how it's kind of changing the yoga scene for people and we also talked a lot about her personal yoga world like her personal relationship and journey with yoga how she interweaves her yoga world and christian world it was very cool conversation if you're into yoga or you're into like faith life this will be a really cool episode for you to listen to i highly recommend it just because it was very eye-opening um yoga is not something that i do and it will become obvious. I do not pretend like yoga is something that I know a lot about. You'll get to listen to me fumble my way through yoga lingo, which is fun. But my dad does yoga. And when I say does yoga, I mean that he is just about to graduate as a certified yoga teacher. So he really does yoga. He really, really does yoga. So I've always known about it, I guess, for the most part, I think I've always known about it. Uh, and I know that depending on the way that you practice, how you put yourself in your practice, it can be a very life-changing experience. Um, and it was for Sarah, and it's really neat to hear about it and hear it from her perspective. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you at the end. Bye! So today I'm super excited to have Sarah Sullivan with us. She works for 
for Good Elephant? Do you work for them? Like you're an employee for Good Elephant or? I'm a Good Elephant city leader for Little Rock and Benton and Bryant. So explain to me what Good Elephant is and what it is you do for them. Yeah, so Good Elephant is a basically like a community yoga network, Mm -hmm. I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, We have an app that is kind of like an Uber or Airbnb for the yoga world. So you can just go on the app and look up your city and see what classes are available that day, who the teachers are, where the classes are, and it's all pay what you can. So we don't want price to get in the way of anyone being able to learn about mindfulness or yoga Mm -hmm. because we feel like this is a really important tool for people to be able to function in life to Mm -hmm. their – highest potential or something. I don't know what the (laughs) correct word is there, but a very important thing for people to know. Yeah. So what do you, you are an instructor. Correct. I'm a yoga instructor. And then I also lead the team of yoga teachers in the Little Rock area. Okay. How many are in the Little Rock area? So far we have like six or seven. It's a really new organization to this area. Okay. Um, so I've been in this role for like two months, mm-hmm. not very long, um, and I've been super encouraged by the response as I've been telling people about just the concept of Good Elephant, mm-hmm. but it's taking a little bit of time to pick up momentum. So, so where did Good Elephant st- – do you know like where it started or what it stemmed from? Yeah, it started in Reno. Um, okay. There was like a- Nevada? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yep. I don't know. I was expecting it to be some like calm place, but it's <laughs> Reno. <laughs> yeah, not generally thought of as the <laughs> yoga hub of the world, but um, there's a yoga teacher there named Allie, mm-hmm. and she saw the disconnect between yoga teachers that have this amazing um, offering for their communities, but not being able to make a living doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a lot of times if you're working in a studio, there's a limited amount of hours that you can teach mm-hmm. and it's a set rate. Yeah. So it's a very fixed um, potential for income, mm-hmm. which is really hard to live on Yeah, as a yoga teacher. So she was seeing a lot of yoga teachers that needed to have other jobs and she was mm-hmm. like, this isn't okay. Like we're offering really cool things for mm-hmm. our community. This should be compensated better. Yeah, And there were so many yoga students that weren't able to participate in classes because they were in studios that charged a whole bunch of money because there's such a high overhead when you own your space or when you, you know, there's a ton of uh, ongoing investment if you own a studio. Um, And I've owned a studio. I know what that's like. So I no longer own a studio (laughs) for a reason. (laughs) Um, So... She kept seeing just the incredible potential for community-based classes Mm -hmm. and workplace wellness classes as well. So going into businesses and companies and just fixed communities that were Mm -hmm. already there and offering yoga in that structure that already existed. So going to them instead of having everybody come to you. So you would like do a session in an office. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, and it's an incredible investment for an employer mm-hmm. to pour into the well-being and the, you know, emotional, physical, and spiritual health of their employees. Yeah, yeah. So, so where all, what are, like, some places that you have led yoga sessions before? Um, so I teach at my church right now. Okay. 
there's a like a little nutrition shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Herbalife. They do like shakes and teas, mm-hmm. and they have a really awesome space in the back. I actually have several of those that we have available as space for classes to be hosted there. Nice. And it's a really cool – I feel like our missions match really well. Really? Like their whole purpose is to empower people with nutrition to live mm-hmm. their best life. And our whole purpose is to empower people through yoga and mindfulness to live their best life. Yeah. So it matches really well. And just building community. Community yeah. is a really important thing for both of us too. So do you tend to teach like this kind of the same people or – do you get a lot of new people in those two places? Um, I have seen several people that will follow me from place to place. Um, and then we're starting to get new people coming to classes just mm-hmm. through hearing about Good Elephant. Mm-hmm. Or um, we teach a, a lunchtime class in the middle of downtown Little Rock. Ooh, and like outdoors? No, it's inside, oh, but it's like right really in the middle excited. of the city. I'm I'm looking at teaching some outdoor classes would, in downtown oh, soon. Cool. <laughs> it's in the works. Good, good. I'm keep glad. you posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the lunchtime class has been getting some attention. Okay. Um, just with people that I've never met before. Yeah. Um, coming in, they're like, "Hey, it's 30 minutes on my lunch break. Absolutely, I'll come do yoga if I just have to walk two blocks. This is great." Yeah. So that's. Been really I don't cool. know the lingo super super well, but is it what you teach? Does it tend to be um, like the like a restorative yoga or like the? To me, it's like work yoga. I don't know what the word is for <laughs> the harder yoga. <laughs> so. I'll answer this in two parts mm-hmm. because I can answer for myself as my own personal style of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll answer for good elephant just in general. Yeah. Um, I attend, I'm also a registered nurse and a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And so my classes, I tend to lean toward the like relaxation end of yoga. Um, like there are a lot of classes where we will never stand up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just sit or lay down the entire time. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, we're going to start with class. like a 15 minute Shavasana, which is where you're just laying on your back, just yeah. breathing, just being where you are <laughs> and go through some meditation. And then we'll do maybe like 15 minutes of, of like seated or like on your hands and knees. And then we're going to lay back down on our backs again. <laughs> so that, that's pretty standard for the way I teach. Okay. Um, I can teach a more uh, physically active class as yeah. well. I just that's is there a word for what that? I like, Yo- is it just like more f- active yoga or? Um, I don't know. Okay, if the- <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. There might be. I think. Well, there's like power yoga, which is like a really intense workout. Yeah. Which I don't teach. I don't think I'll ever that was teach the one a and power only hot yoga, yoga class. class. I went to was the yeah. I think a lot of hot yoga is power. Power yoga. And then just like a more active class. I always ask my students at the beginning, I'm like, all right, so how are y'all feeling? Like, do we want to do something that's a little more like high energy, Mm -hmm. like kind of a workout? Or do we want to do something that's more just relaxing and restorative? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're great at just telling me. And I've, I've had such a day, I just need to lay down and do yeah. nothing. <laughs> or, yeah, I feel like I have some energy, so let's do something more active. Yeah. And... And I feel like I'm able to bring a relaxation even into those more active mm-hmm. poses or active classes. Yeah. And just make it light and fun. And yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. 
Um, so that's for me. Okay. Good Elephant uh, focuses on providing beginner-friendly classes. Okay. So another thing that Allie really focused on as she was creating this concept of Good Elephant was the barrier that she saw where a lot of people that had never done yoga before, and I even feel this way, going into a studio for the first time can be super intimidating. So scary. And I don't want to sound like I'm like totally anti-yoga studio because I'm not at all. I used to own a studio. I think studios are amazing and such an important thing for our community. Yeah. But it can be very intimidating. Kind of like walking into a church for the first time. If you've never been there before, it can be incredibly intimidating. Because you're not sure exactly what to expect. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to know anybody. You don't know if you're going to be forced to shake hands with all these strangers. (laughs) It can be really scary. And there's such such a yoga culture when you walk into a yoga studio. And you're not... It's, it's like prominent. Like, you know that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And you're like, um, do I take my shoes off here or can I wear my shoes in there? Or oops, I, I think speak? I wasn't supposed to wear my sweatshirt. Can I not bring a water bottle? Like yes. all these things, like it takes a while to get, I don't know, understand what the expectations of that specific studio yes. are. Yeah. And once you know those, then it feels like home. Mm-hmm. But as you're learning that, it can be a very, um, challenging process or I've never gone into a studio by myself I've always been like with my dad or with somebody else because that's very now I feel I feel like at this point I could walk in somewhere and be like okay I kind I kind of know what's happening no matter what studio it is but the first few times that I did yoga I was like yes so that's part of the reason why good elephant teaches mostly in non-studio spaces yeah like coffee shops or churches or libraries Mm -hmm. or more like community spaces that are already um familiar it comes to your comfort zone exactly yeah so um, we found that people are more likely to take their very first yoga class or attend their very first yoga class if it's in a space that they're already familiar with and in a place that's already comfortable for them Mm -hmm. um So we focus on providing beginner-friendly mindfulness, yoga, meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of our areas are offering Tai Chi classes. Like anything that's in that mindfulness realm. Yeah. Um, So. But I also feel like that opens you up to anyone that does yoga. Yes. Like, you don't, yeah. Even like hardcore yoga gurus could still come in and do things that benefit them and help. Yeah. Yeah, I like that Absolutely. That's so cool. So how did you get involved with Good Elephant? How did that get introduced to you? And Great question. <laughs> it was like that, it actually here. feels super random. Okay. So I was taking a, I'm in a 300 hour yoga teacher training right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a 200 hour level trained teacher for several years. Mm-hmm. Now I'm completing the next 300 to get my 500 hour level. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the yoga world, Mm -hmm. the best way I know how to describe it is the 200 hour level is like getting your bachelor's degree in teaching yoga. Then the 300 is like a master's level. That was the best way to explain Um, that. (laughs) I remember asking my dad and that would have been a perfect explanation. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the best way I know how to describe it. And then there are other trainings that you can do that are beyond that. That would be like a doctorate in a very specific type of yoga. Um, So like yoga therapy is an additional, Mm. I think it's an additional like 800 hours or something. Like it's a lot. Golly. 
So is that, um, like, would a focus be things like, he, what's it called, yin yoga? Is that something that you could, like, focus on or no? Um, you, well, you can get certified in yin yoga, but that's more like an additional weekend, like a CEU. Okay. Just like a weekend training or, okay. like, a week-long training, depending on who you train with. Okay. But for yoga therapy... That's a like a very, very intense process. It would be more like getting your doctorate to become a physical therapist mm-hmm. or an m d gotcha. or that type of thing. Cool. Uh, like very, very tons of knowledge mm-hmm. and tons of experience before you can actually be certified as a yoga therapist. okay which what's the difference i'm I'm interrupting my questions with questions. Is there a difference between like a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist? Yes, oh, okay, so I didn't know that. What's the difference between a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist? So a yoga teacher basically just teaches yoga. (laughs) Um, Usually in a group setting, Mm -hmm. yoga teachers can offer Mm one-on-one, like private sessions as well. With yoga therapy, um, yoga therapy is sort of a brand new world in the yoga Mm -hmm. or a brand new offering in the yoga world. I don't Mm -hmm. know what the right term is there. Um, and it's more, like, can be prescribed by a doctor. It's um, like physical therapy, so but it, using yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Are you? So you're, are you? I am not a okay. yoga therapist. Okay. All right. I'm fascinated by the idea. <laughs> I don't know if I'll pursue that specific direction. Yeah. Um, I can see it fitting really well with all the other things that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yoga therapy, actually some insurance is covering yoga therapy right now. Oh. Um, so which, it's very much becoming like a thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. And yoga therapy incorporates not just the physical practice of yoga, mm-hmm. but also the meditation, the okay. breath work, um, mm-hmm. the lifestyle aspect of yoga. Mm-hmm. So like the uh, diet uh, mentalities and understandings of how to feed your body and soul and spirit Mm-hmm. And mind, like, with food. Okay. <laughs> and just different things in the yoga culture mm-hmm. that can apply specifically to different um, diagnoses and ailments and things mm-hmm. like that. Okay, cool. Okay. I interrupted you. So how did you get involved with Good Elephant? Oh, yeah. That was the question. Um, so I was in a training, a weekend training for mm-hmm. my 300-hour um, course that I'm mm-hmm. in. And the training was open to other yoga teachers to come in and get continuing education credits Mm -hmm. for joining us for that weekend. And one of the teachers that came was the city leader for Mm. Good Elephant in Little Rock. And she had like did like a five minute presentation at the end of our weekend just Mm -hmm. saying, hey, this is something that we have available in Little Rock now. Um, If you're a teacher and you're looking for spaces to teach, please come reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And so I connected with her and realized that Good Elephant was exactly the structure and system that I had been thinking I was going to need to build. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'd been wanting to teach, but I'd been really struggling with, okay, how do I consistently promote classes? How do I Mm -hmm. consistently have people sign in the same way instead mm-hmm. of it being different for every single class that I teach. Mm-hmm. And this and, was after your studio owning days? Yes. Okay. So you knew you didn't want to do it like in that capacity necessarily? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I, 
I might own a studio again at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening anytime in the near future. Okay. Um, so she presented about Good Elephant and I was just like, that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like really fascinating. <laughs> it sounds like exactly what I've been looking for yeah. or thinking I needed to create, but I had no idea where to start. Yeah. And so had several conversations with her, signed up to be a teacher through Good Elephant, and then realized that my heart and passion to build community around yoga and specifically with yoga teachers, like mm-hmm. other people that are providing this service to the community mm-hmm. and with students and with local businesses. Like I really have this drive and this hunger to be a collaborator. Like mm-hmm. I want to work with other people yeah. that are bringing good things into our community, into our neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, and do things to to collaborate, to multiply or amplify the good that both of us are doing nice um and so she was telling me about good elephant and i was like this is perfect this is exactly what i've been wanting to do and she was like this specific role as city leader was not exactly what i thought it was like she had been talking to the founder about please find someone else to do this specific like all this like like collaborating and you know coordinating responsibility because i have so many other things on my plate i can't do this right now like it's a really good thing, but mm-hmm. it's just not what fits in my life right now. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that looks really cool. I wish I could do what she's doing. <laughs> and so we connected those dots and we were like, oh, let's just trade. That's so <laughs> And cool. so I became the city leader and she's still teaching with us. Um, Whoa. But she doesn't have that specific responsibility anymore. That was very so, much, that feels like a God incident type of. Yes. Yeah. It was absolutely, he was like, yes, these two moving pieces. Okay, just trade your responsibilities. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's so good. So it's been, yeah. And how long have you been doing this? Um, My concept of time is so non-existent. <laughs> Same. Um, a couple months, I think like two months. Okay. That you've been like the city that leader. That I've been the city leader. Okay. That's oh, that's so neat. Yeah. I love that. So for you personally, when did you get when did yoga become like a thing that you knew you wanted to do with your life? Or how did you get just walk me through like your introduction to yoga okay. and how it became a thing you want to do. Okay. All right, let's start this story. <laughs> <laughs> um So I was a massage therapist. I still am a massage therapist. Okay. But I had a massage therapy clinic Mm -hmm. and had a really successful practice, but I kept seeing clients that were coming back for the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like they would come see me. They're like, I've got this, just this tension, this stiffness in my neck and shoulder. And so I would work that out. And then they would go back to their job and they would come back and see me again in two weeks. And it mm-hmm. was the exact same thing. Yeah. And I was like, there has to be something. Like, I'm I'm really grateful that you keep coming back, but I <laughs> wish you weren't still in pain. Yeah. Like, I wish I could actually help you resolve this issue. It's just like a Band-Aid solution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, what is something like a tool or something that I can offer my clients that would equip them to be able to have better stress management techniques mm-hmm. and do their own relaxation um, techniques at home mm-hmm. in addition to 
getting massages so we can actually move forward in the process instead of just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I had always thought that yoga looked like it would feel amazing. Like all the pictures and videos and everything that I'd seen, I was just like, oh, that looks like it would feel so good. (laughs) But I'd never done yoga before. Yeah. And so... I started thinking, well, maybe yoga would be a good complement mm-hmm. to the massage therapy that I'm offering. Mm-hmm. And so I heard about a lady, Courtney Butler Robinson, was I know teaching. her. She's awesome. Oh, yes. So, I went to school with her son. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So she had a yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and she, was, she is really good friends with a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And so this friend was like, why don't you talk to Courtney? So I went to a class, a yoga class that Courtney was teaching. Mm-hmm. It was my first ever yoga class. How? When, when was this? This was this was in 2011. Okay. Went to Courtney's class because I wanted to talk to her about teacher training. Mm-hmm. Um, loved the class. Like sought her out right after class finished, and I was like, I want to learn how to teach. Yeah. And she's like, okay, here's so the like information. So like in your first yoga class, you were like, I, I want to teach now. Well, I knew I wanted to teach before I took my first yoga class. <laughs> That's impressive. Because <laughs> nine <laughs> times out of ten, I go into a yoga class and afterwards I'm like, do I even want to come back next week? Like, I, it's very impressive to me. <laughs> so this was also a gentle class. It wasn't like a... Yeah. It it was not physically demanding. Yeah. Um which I really liked. Like mm-hmm. I, and I think that's part of what drew me to Courtney also. Yeah. Um, that's kind of her thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like relaxing. Yeah. She okay. teaches a very gentle class and very, a very therapeutic style. She is a yoga therapist. Oh, I and didn't so, know that about Courtney. Yeah. So she specifically teaches from the mindset of this is how to help your body heal. Okay. Um, which I love. Like that's, I get so excited when I think about how the body can heal and yeah. the things that we can do to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. I love it so much, <laughs> um, which is why I keep going back to school to learn more things about that. <laughs> but you're also a nurse too, right? Correct. So that kind of, that's definitely up your alley. That's yeah. A thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so went through my first 200 hour, well, my only 200 hour, went through my first teacher training finished we graduated in may of 2012 mm-hmm. and i started teaching at my massage clinic mm-hmm. i remodeled part of the clinic and put in a little studio um Sorry. and just started teaching in january of that year so yeah. i actually started teaching before i graduated which is not recommended but that's what i did <laughs> i was like i already have the space and i already have people that want to come Might as so well. i'm gonna get started <laughs> Um, that's awesome. And just found that it was a very healing place for me, mm-hmm. um, which I had gone into it wanting to facilitate healing for others and discovered that I was finding a depth and a peace and a confidence mm-hmm. and uh, like a flow there yeah. that I hadn't found anywhere else. Yeah. Um, And so many times, like, that is my time of worship is when Mm -hmm. I'm on my mat. Like, I'm there and I can sense the presence of God. Mm -hmm. It's just so healing and refreshing and sweet and peaceful. 
it's amazing. Yeah. Like there have been so many times when I've been teaching a class and I'm just like on the verge of tears because yeah. I'm just overwhelmed by God's goodness and by yeah. like his gentleness in calling us to be still mm-hmm. and to let him do the work. Mm-hmm. And so many times I'll be like talking through a pose or a concept in yoga, either mm-hmm. about breath or about like finding the pose and then surrendering to the pose. And I hear the Holy Spirit like, yeah, that's what it's like to surrender to me too. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Like, that's so beautiful, God. <laughs> I love that. So it's such an honor and that's when I feel the most alive mm-hmm. is when I'm in that zone or that space of where I literally feel like Holy Spirit is speaking through me mm-hmm. and guiding the practice. Yeah. Um, I love it so much. Not only was this like a time of worship for you, but it feels like it it grew your faith, like it strengthened your faith through oh, it as absolutely. well. Oh, that's so neat. I love yeah. that so much. Do you ever do sessions or classes where you, um, like as you go through it, you talk about how the the connection to the Holy Spirit or God mm. as you do it? Yeah, I've been kind of cautious about where I do that mm-hmm. because uh, the yoga world and the Christian world typically don't communicate very well. They have a tenuous relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bit stressful. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I, my goal is not to make anyone feel pressured or forced or tricked into anything. Yeah. Um, and also I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I, my heart's desire is to follow Jesus Mm -hmm. wherever he goes. Yeah. And when he was physically on this planet, Mm -hmm. he went into places that most good Christians would not want to follow him. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm like, he's leading me into this world where a lot of people in the Christian world don't feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which has always been weird to me. Like, I don't don't mean to say that, like, offensively by any means, but, and it may just be the fact that, like, my parents are pastors, and so it was never weird to me, but it just seems so, like... I have, I think I come at it at the, the same direction that you do and that I am not a yoga person, <laughs> but when I do yoga, it's much more of like a, um, a worship experience mm-hmm. than anything else. But I think I just got, I got a unique perspective on it. You get a unique perspective on anything with John Arnold <laughs> though. So, <laughs> but I, this yeah, I didn't know that there was like a, I, I was not aware of this strained relationship between the Christian world and the yoga world until very recent, like within the last couple of years, mm. did not know that that was a thing yeah. and wouldn't have expected it either. How do you traverse that as like a very deep in the yoga world person, but also a deep in your faith person? Uh, uh, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, and I, there, I have prayed about this so, so much because I'm like, honestly and very authentically and in the like depths of who I am, I want to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I have somebody the other day asked me if 
I was scared that I was accidentally leading people into Hinduism. And I'm like, I'm not going into Hinduism, <laughs> so I don't think anyone's going to follow me there. Like, <laughs> that's, that's not my intention. No, so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I'm following Jesus, and I'm pretty sure he's not going into Hinduism either. I mean, he might. I, don't, I can't predict what he's going to do, but wherever he goes, I'm going to follow him yeah. there. Um, (laughs) so there's been so much prayer and so much soul searching. And even when I was first thinking about getting trained as a yoga teacher, Mm -hmm. just knowing that in the church and in the Christian world, there tends to be this stigma about that word Mm -hmm. yoga. And the best I can tell what that goes back to is when yoga was first introduced to the U S Um, Hinduism was introduced at the same time. Oh, so they weren't like mutually exclusive. No. Okay. Okay. So yoga and Hinduism stem from this, the same, um, uh, what's the word? The same ideology or the same philosophy. Okay. They Mm -hmm. come out of the same, they're not the same thing, but they are two branches of the same philosophy, yeah. I guess, is the best way to explain that. I feel like okay. I'm not doing a very good job with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes sense. But they were introduced at the same time by the same person in oh, the U.S. okay. So in the Christian world in the U.S., mm-hmm. they were seeing yoga and Hinduism introduced at the same time by the same person, this yeah. person that came from India. So naturally they would just... And so it was very hard to decipher between the two of them, which is understandable. Yes. They're both very foreign concepts to anything that we had seen in the U.S. before. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were all packaged kind of the same. Yes. Okay. So, and yoga can be used as a tool for worship, just like music can be used as Mm -hmm. a tool for worship. And Mm -hmm. you can like direct that worship toward whatever you want to direct it to. Yes. And I'm like, I choose to direct mine toward Jesus. Like yeah. that's my choice. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to worship anybody else. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I mean, I respect anybody's choice. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, your own heart, heart cry and heart expression is very, very personal. Yes. I think as people get to know me, Mm-hmm. people in the Christian world, people in the yoga world, as they get to know me, they can start to see, oh, you're not trying to trick anybody. Yeah. Oh, you're not trying to sneakily, mm-hmm. you know, convince me to worship an idol or mm-hmm. sneakily convince me to worship Jesus. Like yeah. I am just being me. Yeah. Either and, direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to trick anyone into doing anything. Mm-hmm. I am just being authentic to who I am and the path that Jesus is calling me on. Mm-hmm. And if you want to join me, that's great. If you don't, that's great too. Like <laughs> this is completely yes. your choice. Yeah. Do not feel forced to do anything. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been an interesting journey. There's been a so much every so often I just have to stop mm-hmm. and check myself and just mm-hmm. be like, okay, somebody's questioning, am I still authentic? Yeah. Like, has my focus shifted at all? Because mm-hmm. if it has, then I need to redirect to mm-hmm. where I want to be and to, you know, being authentically me um, and authentically following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So has yoga is obviously very much like, or I guess I should say faith is a part of your yoga. You 
intertwine the two. Mm-hmm. Has it, the introduction of yoga into your faith changed or altered like your faith journey or your thinking or any of that? Mm-hmm. Or has it just kind of like become a part of it and not really, which would be fine if it did, but I'm yeah, curious. That's a super interesting question. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that before. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I also want to say, I, I will answer that question, but yeah, I yeah. do want to say that my perspective of teaching yoga from a faith-based place mm-hmm. is not necessarily reflective of good elephant. Oh yes. Um, yeah. So I just want to make that distinction. That's just your personal, this is my personal yeah, yeah, yeah. style of teaching yoga. Yeah. And not all of my classes are as heavily worshipful and faith-based Yeah. depending on the setting. Yeah. Um, like in my church, I'm like, absolutely, I'm going to read scripture and we're going to pray and we're yeah, going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to have a worship service here on our mats. Yeah. But in other settings, I that doesn't happen okay. as freely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've gotten pretty good about reading the crowd, like reading whoever mm-hmm. shows up to, to teach in a way that's appropriate for them. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I really want to foster that safe environment in all mm-hmm. of my classes. Yeah. So back to your question. <laughs> I feel like the practice of yoga has helped me understand more that following Jesus isn't so much doing as it is being. Mm. Um, like yoga has sort of forced me to slow down. Mm-hmm. And there's so like with the, the meditation and the breath work and the body awareness, mm-hmm. there's a lot of just being. Yes. And just being where you are and mm-hmm. letting things be the way they are. Mm-hmm. And just a surrender. Mm-hmm. That's so freeing. And I see that that is what Jesus has called us to. Like he doesn't call us to do this was, he calls us to be. Oh, that's good. And we don't have to be anybody but who he's made us to be. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, hey, be this person. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, be you. Mm-hmm. And be the real you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because who you are is specifically designed to make this world different. Yeah. And to reflect a part of God in a way that no one else can. Mm-hmm. Like we were all created in the image of God and we all reflect that slightly differently. Um, which I love. It's I've, so yeah, beautiful. So good. Like no two of us are the same. Yeah. And he doesn't want us to be the same. Yeah. And when we try to be the same, he's like, no, but you bring something different that that person doesn't bring. Like, yeah. why are you trying to hide that? That's who you are. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Like, yeah. So I find a freedom and just a like a refreshing with that reminder um, from, from my practice. I think that you're right. I think that yoga is, even though it's not something that I do all the time, I see other people do it and it it allows them to, it gives them the permission to just be and not have to do anything, not be anything extra, just be all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's so neat. This conversation is going to make me start doing yoga. I can feel it <laughs> in my soul. 
I'm going to get into it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my dad's been trying for years and I'm going to call him after this. He's going to be like, are you kidding me? Sarah? Sarah's the one who got me into it. <laughs> so do you have any goals or wishes for like where you would like to see your self as a yoga person go in the future? Or are you just kind of rolling with it and letting whatever happens happen? Um, I think I, I have goals and I have ideas. I'm very much a visionary. And Mm -hmm. so I'm always not as, well, when I'm faithful in my yoga practice, I'm not as much like focused on one day I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Um, because I'm more like, yeah, I'm here and this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But there is always, I return very frequently to, oh, mm-hmm. and one day I want to do this. And then and one day we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a dreamer, um, which is fun. I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, my passion, um, my focus is to build community in the yoga world for years I have been asking God for a community mm-hmm. there have been several times in my life I'm a missionary kid so we moved around a lot Ooh, God when bless I was you. Up. <laughs> yeah. and there were multiple times in that moving and constant transition mm-hmm. that I would just be dropped into a community mm-hmm. that was already there and they yeah. just like welcomed me in like I had always been there oh. which is beautiful and so healing and so that doesn't happen all the time no well I came to expect that it would happen all the time is the problem (laughs) and so then when it didn't happen I was like but god where's my tribe yeah you I know that you brought me to this specific physical location where are my people like I'm I'm alone here what's going on and so I've been praying and praying god please can I have a community Mm mm-hmm and his answer over and over was, yes, but you have to build it. Yeah. Yes, oh. but you have to build it. And I'm like, seriously? That but takes so much work. I want to build it. I want you to just give uh, it to me. Yeah. <laughs> why can't you just have one already ready and I'll just, you know, join then? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, you need to build it. Mm. And, and I think the community that he's calling me to build doesn't look like a community that I've seen before. Hmm. Um, and maybe is a brand new type of community. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a specific, this is what we're going to do and this is what it's going to look like. I'm just holding this concept with open hands and I'm like, all right, God, make me a blessing mm-hmm. wherever you take me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to, I'm committed to follow you mm-hmm. where I see you going. I'm going to follow mm-hmm. and please. And I'm just going to be there. Yeah. And please, like, let me be your hands, your feet, your voice. Yeah. Move through me. Yeah. Um, and in that moment by moment surrender, mm-hmm. he's been building a community through me. Mm-hmm. And that community is a community of people in the church and a community of people that aren't in the church. Mm-hmm. And just pouring into or being a vessel to be poured through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that Holy Spirit can speak into people's lives. Mm-hmm. And just being real, I think, is 
really important also, mm-hmm. uh, an important step. So that's a, a big thing in my life right now is that intentionally being present mm-hmm. to build community so that yeah. people can be themselves around me. And so that I like my prayer also. So my prayer has been give me a community. Mm-hmm. And even longer than that, my prayer has been teach me how to love like you love. Mm. Like to love like Jesus loves. So hard. It I, is. I think it's hard. <laughs> it's impossible to do in your own strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. And yes, it's very hard. And so that's been a big growing process as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that has been part of what he's using to build community. Mm-hmm. So Good Elephant is part of building this community. Yeah. Um, and depending on which world you're more plugged into, the Christian community has its issues mm-hmm. and like misunderstandings and disunity. Yeah. I – it was a huge surprise to me, but I'm seeing the exact same patterns in the yoga world, mm. Um, mm. which totally shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? This, what? <laughs> but why does it shock me more here than it does in the church? Yeah. Like in the church, I guess because I grew up in the church and mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in the yoga world that I'm just like, oh yeah, this nobody is a part understands of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And of course people are going to get their feelings hurt and not talk to that person anymore. Like that's just life. But I did not expect that in the yoga world. Mm. And I'm seeing that in the yoga world and I'm just like, yeah, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like in the church, like this is completely not the model that Jesus set up. Um, And in the yoga world, this is not what we preach at all in the yoga community, but it's what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think just whenever, anytime people come together, there's going to be, yeah, it's going to be messy. Life is messy. Yeah. And so no matter what community it is, you're going to end up seeing those. Yeah. Those same messes. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's part of my purpose Mm -hmm. is to just help bring reconciliation and helping people realize that they can just be, Mm-hmm. They don't have to be doing all the time. They can mm-hmm. just be them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like bringing acceptance, I think is really important as well. It's mm-hmm. so easy to get caught in this, oh, that's a new concept. I'm scared of it. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> like just approaching things more with a curiosity mm-hmm. than with feeling threatened. I feel like that comes with letting go of um, letting go of expectations, which is a very difficult thing for me to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really bad. Everybody, I think. <laughs> but you don't. I, and I, th- I one of the, not knowing yoga. That was something that I. That's something that I feel like is good for people that are new to yoga. Is you come in and you don't. It's not like going to class. It, like going to school like you walk into a history class and you're like okay I don't know what we're going to talk about but we're going to talk about history but like if you walk into a yoga class you could have no clue not a not a single clue Mm -hmm. and it helps you shed those expectations Mm -hmm. um and if you don't shed them 
you're just not going to have a good time. Like no part of it is going to be enjoyable if you can't shed them. Yeah. And letting go of your preconceived, this is what that means. Mm -hmm. But instead thinking, well, maybe it means something else to the person that's guiding us through this. Yeah. Like maybe it's not actually whatever. Yeah. I also feel like just the same as the church world, the Christian world, and the yoga world, there are preconceived notions of what it's supposed to be like. And people are afraid to enter the church world because you're supposed to be this and this and this. While I am afraid to enter the yoga world because there's like this weird part of my brain that logically I know is not true because I know people. But in my brain, I'm like, well, if I enter into this world, I'm going to have to be able to touch my toes which I can't do. I, I should probably be vegetarian or vegan. I I have to like do it consistently and be connected to it on a spiritual level and all this stuff. And that's not true. It doesn't have to be true. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. There's such a similarity there. Yes. I didn't know it until right now. <laughs> I'm learning things in the moment right, right now. <laughs> Is that hard, like, with the fact that there is a, um, there's, like, a stereotype of the yoga world? Do you see people see seeing that a lot and being like, I don't want to be a part of it because I think it's supposed to be like this or I'm supposed to be like this? I know it's there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, I have had people tell me, oh, I can't take yoga because I'm not flexible. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I had one teacher one time was like, that's the stupidest reason ever. It is. Like. It's been my excuse for years. You take yoga it's to become yeah. flexible. Like, <laughs> you don't say, oh, I can't go to Spanish class because I don't speak Spanish. Like, you take a Spanish class to learn Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason you do it. Yeah. Not the reason you don't do it. That's my entire, like, <laughs> self-insecurity like, being brought back in my face. <laughs> I told, I've told my dad that for years. I'm like, I can't go to yoga because I am the least flexible person on the face of the planet. And he constantly is like, that's dumb. Like, that's what, no, it's not, that's an excuse, like, that's not a not reason. not a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to be very like, okay, if you don't, like, if you don't want to come, you don't have to come. Yeah, yeah. Please don't feel forced. Yeah. But I know you would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But you make it what you make it. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah. And you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Yes. So if you show up and you have a terrible attitude and you're just like, oh, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. This is not going to help me at all. I'm the most inflexible person ever. And mm-hmm. I don't even know how to breathe. And <laughs> I already know how to sit still. And, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Then you're not going to get as much out of it yeah. as if you come into it with like the attitude of wow this is a gift and this Mm -hmm. is such an experience and Mm -hmm. wow I didn't know that that was like thank you for explaining that in that way I've never thought about it that way before yeah and just with that attitude of openness and there's Mm -hmm. something here that I can benefit from nice yeah I think it was I applaud the fact that you don't feel like you need to learn these poses like you can't do a headstand, but that doesn't make you any less of a teacher. Because I have a friend who did, I think she's done like a 200 hour and she's a certified yoga teacher. Well, all of that may be wrong. But she had a, she talked once about how she couldn't do crow pose, 
for like for a long time and she had this like weird insecurity about it where she was like I'm a certified teacher that can't do mm-hmm. crow and that makes me less of a teacher and this and that and, da, 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 da. and it took if I remember right it took her it took her realizing that she didn't have to be able to know how to do that to be able to do it like once she let go of this like I'm such a bad, yeah, like this pressure to be the right yoga teacher. She did it and she she can do it just fine now as far as I know. But it was like, that once again is like an expectation thing of, but that's so funny to me that in the yoga world, it's supposed to be so peace and and loving and accepting. It's like, you're not a good enough teacher if you can't do this, put your ankle above your head or whatever. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. That's nuts. I like went through all of my questions and more, but I'm so, I'm just so glad that you came and everything you said, like blew my mind. It was so good. I appreciate you so much. Yay. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. Of course. And where can, I'm going to go back to the good elephant before I shut us down where can people find information about the good elephant or your classes or classes that are available awesome <laughs> so you can go to our website which is goodelephant.co.co mm-hmm. um or the better option i don't know if it's better but eventually everything will be on our app so oh, okay. you can download the good elephant app it is available for iphone and android okay um and it's super user-friendly. You can see what classes are available in your area. Mm-hmm. little bio about the teachers. Yeah. The style of the class. Um, where it's hosted. A little mm-hmm. bit about the space. So. And can't they... I've looked on the website and I assume the app has the same options. They can, like, request classes and stuff like that there, too? Or so something like that? I don't know if that option is available in the app. It okay. will be eventually. Okay. Um, so probably... The best thing to do is just go to both. Okay. <laughs> Download the app and visit the website. Um, if you are a yoga teacher or meditation teacher or do anything in the mindfulness world mm-hmm. um, and are interested in teaching classes, then there's an option on the website that says you can teach with us. Yeah. Um, there's an interest form there. You just pick what city or cities you're closest to, mm-hmm. and you can submit that teacher interest form to get the ball rolling to get yourself in the system as a teacher, cool. um, where you can then create and host classes. And nice, really awesome. nice, yay! Thank you so much. I'm so I'm so appreciative, and I hope that um, I hope that other. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember that you can rate and review uh, The Local Who on iTunes and Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Local Who or on Facebook. It's called The Local Who. Or you can send us an email at yourlocalwho at gmail.com. I absolutely love it when I get emails from you guys giving me suggestions of people to chat with. Um, It's the only way that I get to interact with this many people. Uh, I definitely don't know all of the amazing people in our local areas. So please, 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 if you think of someone that you think should be recognized for the work that they're doing, let me know. Drop me a DM. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and an amazing weekend. Bye. The local who.